Hey guys, welcome to the One and Done podcast, where it's all about young people being successful in business early in life. We're recording today from the Rollo Insurance Studio in College Station, Texas, and we're excited to have y'all with us today. All right, guys, welcome back to episode number three of the One and Done podcast. Uh, today, I have Holden Hamilton in with us. Uh, he's a mortgage loan originator with Gold Financial, and uh, he is a mortgage lender here in the College Station area. So, uh, Holden, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, man, thanks. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, uh, in, ready to give you guys a uh, another piece to the uh, home buying process. I know we had a real real estate agent on a little bit earlier in the week, and very excited to kind of get to talk about the differences between maybe you know the the home buying side, right, being a realtor, yep. as far and then what what you're doing. So, uh, give everybody a background about you. You know, kind of he's so he's 20 years old, probably <laughs> one of the youngest people I have on the podcast uh, in in college at Texas A and M. And this, this guy's a, a monster. He does a ton of loans every single month. Um, I don't know when he sleeps. I don't think he does. But, um, yeah, tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Yeah, man. So um, I'm from Bernie, Texas. Um, really came from um, that area, a little small town right outside San Antonio. I came to A&M um, back last year in, in 2019, I guess two years ago in 2019, and started there. Um, my dad's been in the industry for a long time. I asked him if he'd be willing for me to open up a branch in College Station, and he was willing to, man, and uh, that's kind of what we did, and um, I'm a sophomore at Texas A&M now, um, just moving forward and uh, trying to do as many loans as possible, but you're right, I don't get any sleep doing school and mortgages, so. Uh, what, what's your major? Um, I'm majoring in sports management, okay. so uh, kind of a backup plan, really. Um, I plan to do what I'm doing right now the rest of my life, um, but you know, uh, I, I always want to have a plan B. So, uh, I played sports in high school and I think that, uh, that was something that just interested me and, um, something that I can handle with, uh, while I work. So, yeah, absolutely. One of the things that's interesting about both of us, right. Is the fact that we're working the business that both of our dads started the companies in which we're at now. Right. Yeah. Talk to everybody a little bit, you know, because I've been asking everybody, you know, why they chose the industry. I mm-hmm. think it's pretty self-evident, right. You were raised yeah. around it and you found out that it was an industry you loved. Let's talk a little bit more about, you know, opening your own branch down here. What really led to that discussion of you doing that? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's not really um, my own branch. Um, I, I advertise it as that sometimes, but, you know, we're, we're still Gold Financial, the Hamilton team. Um, what I really base myself on um, and why I did it is just, I mean, I mean, I could have worked from here and done loans in San Antonio at the same time, but I don't think I would have had the success that I have up here. Um, and I want to have connections all over Texas, not just in San Antonio. Um, so, you know, I, I did decide to go out and ask Jeff, that's my dad, um, and just asked him, hey, are you cool with me originating loads in College Station? I think it's a great market. Um, I think that I can build a lot of relationships, and he agreed. Um, so, you know, we he allowed me to do that, and he's been right by my side helping me. Um, having 30 years of experience looking over your shoulder is huge. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, that, that'll give you some confidence. Yeah. Let's let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, when, when did you when did you get your license and what talk about the mortgage loan process? So yeah. explain that to people kind of from let, let's pick it up right from right when the real estate agent makes an offer on a home. Mm-hmm. Let's let's pick it up from there. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, um, before the real estate agent makes the offer, there's a ton of stuff that goes on behind the scenes. Um, which is very important to talk about, but from the realtor making the offer. So um, after you're pre-approved, the realtor will make the offer. Um, Once that offer is accepted, you know, we'll go through the contract. We'll make sure everything's good. Um, We already have a file set up with the buyer um, 99% of the time. Um, We will go in there. um, We'll we'll talk to them. We'll get a full application, basically. 
Um, once that is complete, really, um, it's off to the races. Um, we, we get all documents that we need from them if we're missing anything, uh, tax returns, W-2s, pay stubs, you know, just to verify that all the information you told me is correct. Um, after that's done, um, we'll move on. We'll submit the loan to uh, what's called setup. Um, the setup will order the verification of employment, um, do a bunch of stuff to just, again, verify what, what you told me is true. Um, after that, it will go to processing. They'll get the file ready for underwriting. Um, and underwriting is going to tell us, hey, this is what we're missing, and uh, this loan is conditionally approved. So once the loan is conditionally approved, we'll go back to the buyer. Um, and I'm in constant contact with them every week, so it's not like they're being left in the dark. Um, but usually that process right now in the market that we're in, uh, probably taking about one to two weeks, uh, depending on the file. And and once that is complete, the underwriter will get us um, the list conditions. We'll talk to them. Um, we'll get the rest of the items we need, and then we'll we'll resubmit it back to underwriting, and we'll get a clear close, and we'll close the deal. Absolutely. So if I'm a home buyer, mm-hmm. right, and I think, or you know, I'm, I'm thinking about buying a home. Yep. Would you recommend that I go see a real realtor first, and I try to find that perfect home? Or that I come and talk to you first and we get an idea of what I can buy before I go talk to a real estate agent? You got to talk to a lender first. Um, I always say everyone wants to look at homes. Nobody knows what what they want to, you know, no one wants to know what they want to buy or what they can't afford. Um, And, you know, that's fine. Um, I could look at homes all day long. So um, really be disciplined and talk to someone who can tell you what you're approved for because no one wants to go look at $500,000 homes and figure out they're approved for $50,000. You know, so the cool thing about us is if you're if you're wanting a five hundred thousand dollar house, I'm going to tell you how to get there. Uh, most lenders will will tell you, you know, hey, you're approved for fifty thousand. Sorry about it. Um, that's not me. I got a plan in place where if you want to buy a million dollar house and you're making thirty k a year, you know, we got some, you know, we got some work to do. But at the same time, I can I can teach you. I can teach you the ways, and I can educate you on how to get where you want to be. Um, and obviously that's a large scale, but most of the time we're talking 50 to a hundred thousand dollars off. Um, and, and I have, um, helped multiple home buyers get to where they want to be, um, in a short amount of time. Yeah. And that's, that's different from your industry. Not a lot of yep. people in your industry are going to be doing that. I agree. Um, you're 20 years old Yep. and you're sitting here telling me, I know what I want to do the rest of my life, right? Yep. Sports management being a backup. Yeah. Not a bad backup, but <laughs> what, what makes lending such a good career fit for you? The people, man. I think that um, the way I was raised and just growing up around my dad, you know, I know I've told you this before. I took my first loan app when I was probably, you know, 14 or 15 years old, or at least listened to it happen my entire life. Um, Going to baseball tournaments, going to, you know, the lake or or him driving me to a buddy's house. If someone called him at nine o'clock at night and needed a pre-approval letter or wanted to know what they could afford, I was sitting in the passenger seat taking that loan app. So, um, I think that just growing up around it is really what pushed me into the into the business. Um, but overall, the best part of it is just really being there and, and knowing the people because they're all like-minded. They all want to work hard. And everyone knows that buying a home is stressful. And everyone wants to make it as easy as possible. Absolutely. So let's talk about some positives and negatives. Yeah. Uh, give everybody listening, right? I think you've done a good job explaining what the what the mortgage loan process looks like, what people use it for, obviously, is to buy homes. You know, I don't think you do any type of auto loans or anything like that. No, sir. Just uh, just residential. Um, you know, we can do townhomes and condos, uh, construction, but just just homes, no auto or anything. Yeah. So we have that idea, but let's talk. Let's get a little more into the details. I want to know more about the positives and negatives of your industry. You know, if I'm if I'm 
someone who's 20 who doesn't know what I want to do. Right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm looking at, at uh, mortgage lending. I'm sitting here saying this looks like a really good career for me. What are some things I need to consider on both the positive and the negative side before I jump in? Yeah. So let's start with the negative. Um, get that out of the way. The negative side is it, it is a stressful process. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that it's not. Um, most people will tell you that it is stressful. It is not an easy process. Um, ever since the Dodd-Frank Act was passed, um, it, it has become non-consumer friendly is what I like to say. Um, it's become very difficult for people to get approved. Um, but at the same time, you know, we've, we've adapted and adjusted to those rules that have changed. Um, and, and really that's the only negative that I can come up with besides the fact that it isn't, isn't as consumer friendly as I'd liked it to be. Um, nor, um, do I think, you know, that the Dodd, I mean, it's the Dodd-Frank Act. I don't have any control over it, right? The government controls that, but I think that, um, that act definitely set us back a little bit. The positive, however, um, I think that there, there's a lot of positive, again, going back to the people. Um, I just love working with everyone involved in the process. Um, and I always tell borrowers there's 497 steps to close in one perfect deal. That's a perfect deal. You come to me with perfect income, perfect credit, and we don't have any issues, it's going to take me 497 steps to close it. Um, so again, it is stressful, but the positive in that is if you have a good lender, it's a really fun process. Um, I have a plan in place where I call all of my people, um, all of my clients that are currently under contract um, every Tuesday, and I, you know, I update them on their loan. And at the end of that, if I am not one of their best friends, I'm not happy with how I did. You know, I got clients that we go out to lunch, we go out to dinner, um, you know, as much as possible. I try and get at least three face-to-face -face interactions with my past clients as possible because, you know, they know people buying a house too. Everyone knows someone buying a house. Um, and that's brought in a little more business, but that's a huge positive is just the people that you meet after you close. Absolutely. Let's talk about, let's talk about money, mm -hmm. right? Where, what are some of the positives and negatives of the way that the mortgage uh, business works as far as how it pays out. And if you wouldn't mind, kind of explain to everybody how that pays out. What, what do you... Um, on, like, on like the commission side, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, we're the, the mortgage company or the mortgage industry is primarily commission-based. Um, you know, I am commission-based um, and I get a certain percentage on each loan um, that I close based off the loan amount, not the sales price. The realtors paid off the sales price. It's 3% of the sales price is what realtors usually make. Um, but for me, it's commission based. Your every company's different. You'll get a certain percentage. Um, it, it pays well. Um, you know, I, I am 20 years old and I think that I'm doing just well, uh, just fine where I am, but you know, there's always room for improvement. And I think that, um, over time as we go through and we see a little bit of inflation, maybe yeah, I hate that word, but, um, if, if we see inflation, um, you know, I think that um, the housing market's always going to go up. You know, it's the safest investment you can make. So if if home values keep going up, my percentage, you know, my commission keeps going up. What does that mean? More money. So anyone looking to get into this industry can make as much money as they want. Um, if you if you want to make 10K a year, you know, do do a couple loans a year. If you want to make $2 million, $3 million a year, you know, come talk to me. And let's figure out how we do it because you can make a lot of money in this industry. Absolutely. A lot like insurance, though, you know, it's a very volume-based business. You got you got to punch a you know you got to push a lot through the through the pipeline. Being that it's a volume-based business, how do you not lose your clients and the value that they bring to you uh, whenever you have to put so much volume through the pipeline to make the kind of money you want? Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's that's a great question. That's what uh, I, I tell you know all my borrowers too is if you want to just be another person in the queue. 
or another file or another number, go to a big bank. You want to be appreciated. You want to be, you know, talked to every Tuesday. You want me to follow up with you. You want to be, you want to meet someone that's going to be your friend at the end of this, but also going to fight for you to make sure that you get the best deal, make sure you're getting the best rate. You know, talk to me. Um, that's 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 huge. Um, and I'm, I'm as personable. Um, you know, I could call any of my past clients and they'll tell you I am very, very personable in what I do. And I try and make it a personable process for a reason because most don't. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's I think that's big in both of our industries. It's something that sets you apart. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, where's the tech wave in relation to your industry? Yeah, I mean, tech isn't. I don't want to say tech isn't involved in our industry because um, it is, but it's not as relevant as um, other industries. Um, we do have a new um, URLA coming out in, I believe, May, um, actually March, excuse me. Um, so that's the uh, Uniform Residential Loan application. So it is becoming more consumer friendly, actually. Um, I have reviewed it. I have seen the new application and it looks really good. Um, I think it's going to help consumers and that's kind of our tech um, because it, that those are electronic signature pages um, that they sign when they first go under contract. I mean, other than that, you know, tech tech's evolving all around us. And I think tech in terms of social media, um, if you're looking to get exposure in this business, social media is huge. Um, just working your account, working your realtor relationships, working your insurance agents um, relationships, and just, just continually using that as a platform to expand your name. Absolutely. All right. So one last question before we move on to kind of what makes you successful. Um, actually, two. The first one is you you take a look at it, right? And there's like, was it Rocket Lending? Or something Rocket like, Mortgage. Rocket yeah. Mortgage, right? And there's a couple other lending completely based off of the computer, based off your phone uh, websites you can use. Yeah. What is that going to do to your industry? Are you worried about what that's doing to your in-person touch uh, that you have right now? You know, I'm not worried about it because I think that there will always be people out there that could that uh, prefer personable interaction, you know, and not talking to a robot. Um, we we do do the options that Rocket Mortgage has and Quicken Loans have. You know, you can go online to our website and fill out a uh, loan application if you want to. But I try and take all my loan applications over the phone because if I can get a full story, I believe every file has a story, right? And everyone's story is different. And quicken some guy in, you know, North Carolina working on your house that has no idea what College Station Market is doing isn't going to be personal with you, nor will they help you. Um, and, you know, nothing against those companies. I, I respect all of my competitors. But at the same time, if you're looking to um, have a personable touch, as, you know, you need to talk to an independent lender I'm a mortgage banker like myself, um, but um, still, you know, some of them, they don't communicate as well. So, uh, but that is something that I'm not worried about, but it is, um, th that is the tech involved in our industry. Yeah. And I'd say too, like when you look at the insurance industry, if you're working with a hundred percent online lender, just like if you're working with a hundred percent online agent, a lot of times, not only are you not getting the full story or the person, you know, like you said, sitting in a call center somewhere is not getting the full story. They're also not able to be your advocate because they don't understand your story. And because when you are independent, I'm assuming with you, same with us, we're able to be an advocate because we work for the client, not for the company. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Being, again, just personable, personable, personable. I mean, I just love that personable touch that I can provide that most companies can't. Um, and, you know, because, I mean, your big banks and Quickens, they have millions of files just sitting in the queue waiting for someone to look at it. We do a lot of loans, but we do enough to where we're not we're never going to take on more than we can handle, and that's something that we kind of advertise is you're always going to be appreciated. 
Last question about your industry. Yep. It is a big industry in which referrals are needed. Huge. Correct? Absolutely. Talk about that process a little bit. Talk about who the top referral sources are for a lender and how you go about building those relationships. Yeah. So uh, most people would say realtors right off the bat, and I would agree with that statement. Um, there are, I would probably say there are over a hundred ways you could recruit business through referrals. Obviously I won't list all a hundred, but just to list a couple on Mondays, I call all of my realtors, right? Those are my number one referral sources. That's my platform. I love all of those girls and guys that help me out, um, and send me deals. Those, those are my go-to. So, um, the second, really this, the second one that I think is past clients. And like I said, I call all of my past clients and I go over things with them and I say, listen, you know, this is what's happening. Um, we need to do this. We need to do that. I just wanted to touch base with you. That's another source of referrals that you can hit on. Um, all of your leads, I call all of my leads on Wednesdays. Um, whether they use you or not, they probably know someone that's buying a house too. So if you're following up with them and you're checking in with them, at least you're getting in front of them and they remember your name, uh, just being personable and remembering your name. But there is a ton of things that you can pull from when it comes to referral sources, but you got to build your base first. And that starts with your, your awesome, awesome realtors. All right. So now I want to kind of get into you a little bit, right? Uh -huh. What, what, ma what makes you a 20 year old lender <laughs> successful? Uh -huh. But what also do you do to set yourself apart from everyone? Because you're 20, right? Like, yeah. A lot of people are going to look at you and say, I don't want some kid in college who might be in class when I need to make a phone call to them. I'd rather be working with somebody who's a full-time lender who's 30-something. They know what they're doing. Uh, and that's that's what the show's about, right? To show that it doesn't matter how old you are. You can yeah. separate yourself. I'm a big believer that the bi the biggest thing that drives that success early on is, is competition. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, the really the biggest thing is when it comes to competition and, and being successful at a young age is, you know, I never, I never tell someone, you know, I know I'm young and I don't use it as an excuse. I know I'm going to be in class. I mean, we're living in the era of COVID. We're, we're all Zoom. I, I hope my teachers don't hear this, but, you know, my professors, but I can press mute and take a loan app if I need to, you know. Um, I, I finished with the 4.0 last semester. Grades aren't an issue. Um, I, I am handling both very, very well. Um, so, you know, anyone out there that is doubting the fact that someone this young could go to school and have the success that I've had, um, you know, I, I'd love to talk to them because I can teach them how to handle both and or direct them how to handle both. But um, the competition is huge, like you said. Um, being a competitor, um, I am a huge, com uh, you know, competitor. I love competitiveness, um, and I think that's what drives me overall. Because I do, I do have, you know, a disadvantage being in school. You're right. I, I people can sit at a desk all day and work, and I have to juggle both. But I found that good balance, and by finding that good balance, I've I've been able to become successful. Yeah, and I think you know, just knowing you and, and working with you. I think that being young is actually something that people can use as an advantage, not a disadvantage. Yeah. I mean, look, we're both young, but we're, we're both willing to work really hard, right? We're building something. We have nothing right now. We're, we're willing to work really hard to, to build that up. Um, we got to ask you, you hate to lose or you love to win? Both, but I hate to lose. I hate losing. Yeah, it, make, <laughs> it, it drives you to be better, that's for sure. Yeah. If you, I mean, I told somebody the other day, I remember the times I lose a lot more than the times I win. 100%. And it's not because I don't enjoy winning. It's because, yeah. like you said, it doesn't sit well with me either. Yeah. What motivates you to be successful? Um, a lot of people in my life, um, you know, number one, obviously, I get a lot of my motivation from my competitors. Um, God, 
family. Um, my mom, dad, they're both very successful. Uh, just again, growing up around that is what made me, um, want to be like that. I want to give a great life to my family, um, in the future. Um, you know, I know I'm only 20, but I mean, you know, when is the average age people get married these days? 24, 25. Um, so I, I mean, four years is not a lot of time in my opinion. So um, I think I need to build a good base for my future family. And that really drives me to be as successful as I am right now. And it, it kind of gives me something to look forward to and motivates me. Absolutely. What separates you? What did you do so far, right, through the last, how, how long have you been doing originating loans? Uh, I started back in the beginning of last year. So uh, 2020, right around February. Okay. So so basically almost a year. Yeah. What have you done in the last year to separate yourself from other lenders in the College Station area? So one thing about me in particular is I don't charge any lender fees. Um, so an average lender is going to charge you $1,600 bucks, uh, to originate the loan. I'm not going to charge that um, in College Station. But at the same time, aside from the um, logistics of it and the statistics of it, really what I did to separate myself is I became personable. I put my name out there. I wasn't afraid to make uh, what's, you know people call cold calls. Uh, my first month in the business, I'd have to look at my computer again, but I think I made over 1,200, 1,300 phone calls uh, my first month to realtors in the industry um, that have had success. And if they weren't willing to give me their business, I'd ask them why and how do I achieve that business because um, I want to be as successful as you are. And not only that, but how did you achieve that business? If, if you have a relationship, and again, I'm a huge believer of relationships and being a relationship over numbers kind of guy. So I get that people have relationships going into it. But at the same time, I want to have that same relationship. So teach me how to get there. And that's, again, being young, I can go in there and, and ask them for that. And they can teach me how to do that. So you've had a lot of success early on, right? What do you attribute that you've done yourself, right? Something different than most people do in your industry, right? Whether it's just, like you said, relationships or, or maybe the Tuesday the Tuesday phone calls. Mm-hmm. Some Give us some other examples of that that you think have led to success uh, that maybe other people in your industry are not doing. Um, I think other the personable aspect of it, again, I think that just being personable and allowing yourself to um, work super, super, super late nights and early mornings, separate me because, you know, Jackson, I don't, I don't have kids. I don't have a wife that I have to go home to and make sure that they're being taken care of right now. Right. A lot of people in this industry do. I don't know another loan officer in my opinion, that's under the age of 25. I I have not met one. There may be one out there, but I have not met one. Um, so they have obligations to their family, whether they're, um, you know, doing that or not. I don't, I have one job in mind and that's to make success from now until I do have a family and then continue that success. So starting the base now when you're young um, and separating yourself um, and allowing yourself to fully commit to what you're willing to do is is what it takes. Um, I guess the next question I'd ask you is, you know, if you were if you're talking to somebody else who's 20, right? They're obviously not as far advanced as you are in this <laughs> industry. Um, but if they're thinking about getting in this industry, mm-hmm. talk about some things. Number one of some reasons they will want to get into the industry whether it's pay or whatever it might be, yeah. and then what what they need to do to make themselves successful. Yeah, so if you're wanting to get in this industry, number one, give me a call, 210-844-8468. I, I want you bad if you're willing to work hard, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Looking uh, for interns. I am, yeah. He'll accept, he'll accept resumes of people the same age. Yep, you give me, oh, you can be 15, I uh, gotta be 18. You can be 18, 
25, 35, 85, it don't matter. I, I want to see how hard you're willing to work, and, and I do want to recruit as much people as possible. But uh, going back to the question, if you're interested in, in joining, um, actually, I think that you really should explore that option. Um, I think that um, you it's a great business to get into because it teaches you loyalty. It teaches you um, work ethic. Um, it teaches you that other it teaches you about other people too i mean um you know not everyone knows how everyone works and by allowing yourself to fully immerse yourself in a file you can learn a lot about a person by looking at um you know what kind of job they have um you know and all their documents and see man that's that's kind of weird i kind of like the way he does that he invests in a lot of this he invests in a lot of that and you see the success people have and it and you feed off of it but other than that i mean if you're looking for a you do make your own hours. I just decided to make my hours from, you know, 6 a.m. to 5 a.m. And, and sleep in between. But, um, you know, it, it's it's it really is a great industry, and I highly recommend it. If you're looking to get into it, talk to the right person, um, and, and I would I would get into it. So another question I would ask is, and I think, you know, some young people would, would love this, is is there internships in lending that can kind of give you an idea about the business, maybe if you're considering it? Um, I'm not aware. Like I said, I mean, I, I was really blessed to have my dad be as successful as he am, as he is in this business. Um, so I didn't have to do much research on it to tell you the absolute truth. But I don't know um, if there's any internships. I mean, you know, some some loan officers start off as processors. Some start off as you know front desk. Um, we we had a we had a guy that used to work for us um, who worked the front desk, and now he's a great loan officer. So the internship aspect of it, I mean, I don't know if there's an internship out there. I know that we don't have an internship program. Um, the big banks probably do. But if you want to start somewhere and you're not ready to take that big leap, you want to start learning the business, though. I mean, you know, you can work the front desk at a, at a big bank. You can work um, as a processor or under a processor and just learn. Um, so that, that's, that's kind of what the internship entails. So in your, you know, your brief time in business, found a lot of success early on. Mm -hmm. What makes somebody start off quicker than others in business? Um, work ethic, again. Um, working your tail off is something that's required in anything you do. Again, it's how I was raised. And whether I'm, you know, feeding the cattle at my ranch in, in Bernie where I grew up or um, I'm trying to close a loan, I am working my tail off trying to get it done. Um, it, it really just boils down to work ethic again. It's, it's that simple. If you want to make a lot of money, work hard. So I want to ask you a question that I don't get to ask a lot of other people on this show, which is you grew up in a family that's very successful, right? They taught you work ethic. They taught you success. What are some of your favorite things that you think you've learned from your dad that you take into your business right now um, that you think either number one, you've adapted through watching him through the years or number two, that he's taught you uh, as you got into the business? Yeah, I mean, he, he's my go-to. Um, any questions I have, I ask that man. But in, outside of the mortgage business, I mean, it's it's just good to have someone there that I can look up to. I mean, even if he wasn't my dad, I think I'd look up to him still because of, of just how he teaches, um, how he um, kind of – it's trial and error with him. You know, I mean, he'll say, figure it out. It's, it's that easy. He's not going to give you the answer straight up. He'll say, go look it up. Figure it out, and once you have an answer, call me back. Um, having that kind of you know mindset and and the incredible amount of time that he has put into what he's built um, over there in San Antonio is really cool to see. Where um, where are you going to be in ten years? 
Um, Where do you hope to be in 10 years? Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I hope to be doing this for a long, long time. Um, obviously, uh, rates fluctuate all the time. Uh, right now, they're, they're the best they've ever been. Um, so hopefully rates stay low, and in 10 years, we're still closing the amount of loans that we're closing. Um, my goal is to own a bank one day. Um, you know, I tell people that all the time is I want to own a big bank. Um, I don't want to be like the big banks. Um, I want to keep that personable touch as, as much as possible, and that's how I would run that bank but my goal is to have a bank and do uh, more loans than anyone in the United States. And I think that, I think that's what's going to make you successful, right? The, <laughs> yeah. Just dreaming big, working hard. I'll tell people all the time. I think if you're not if you're not constantly, you don't have to be an innovator, but you have to be willing to dream big and to think big and to and to think past. You know, today, think past tomorrow. When you're working, you got to work in today. You got to work in tomorrow, right? Exactly. But you got to be able to think past that. What do you think? allows people to think past today and to have those big ideas? I mean, is it listening to other people? Is it just seeing a problem and thinking of ways to fix it? What is it? I don't know. I always like to say shoot for the moon, land on the stars. I mean, it's it's literally you have the craziest dreams. If people aren't laughing at your dreams, you're, you don't have big enough dreams. You know, I tell, I tell my dad all the time, I want seven cars so I can drive one of them a week. <laughs> you know, people laugh at that stuff. And, it, and again, it's it's not try to, you know, showboat or anything here. That That's just my goal. That's just, I just think that would be so fun and cool to have. And that would be, you know, my accolade of success. Um, but you, you got to dream big. If, if you're not dreaming big, you're, if your dreams aren't big enough, you know, you're not going to hit the uh, point where you're going to be happy and you'll be in this constant, constant, um, you know, rat race, I guess is a good way to put it where you're just chasing something, you don't know what it is. If you if you have a goal you can never reach, you're always going to chase it. And, you know, if, if you keep chasing it, you could hit it. You may surprise yourself. All right, Holden, man, we appreciate you on the show today. Um, you know, it's been, it's been a pleasure having you on, and I'm sure we'll have you back on uh, sometime soon. Thanks, man. I appreciate it very much. And um, uh, this is really cool that you're doing this, so.